I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the program, a new magic word. Let me just tell you that uh, this topic is so weird that I have been struggling for days trying to figure out whether or not I even wanted to to do this show, uh, I think you'll see why it's, it's a very complex subject, but then I'm always reminded by that, that quote by John F. Kennedy, we choose to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. So here we go. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to do something that's hard. Abracadabra, presto, alakazam, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, hocus-pocus, shazam. These are what you might consider magical words, magical sounds. And, you know, what's funny is that some of them may be what most people would consider nonsense, but other people would uh, have some kind of meaning attached to the word. For example, the word presto, you might hear a magician use that. You might hear a cook use that. Um, Presto is just uh, an Italian word for fast or, you know, quick. Or uh, let's say like uh, Shazam. Well, that actually is a word that comes from uh, the fictional world of comics. There are uh, characters that are related to the word Shazam in the comic world. As a matter of fact, um, I I really like the word Shazam. I mean, who doesn't? And I I thought this was kind of a cool thing I would share with you. Um, Apparently, from what I have found... The word Shazam, as many say, was coined by a comic book writer named Bill Parker using the first letters of Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Okay. So sometimes one of these words, again, they sound like ridiculous and crazy. And and, and at other times they... They have some relevance to your own life experience. But that doesn't really matter because 
all that really counts is the way that these things make you actually feel. And uh, in fact, you know, I, I wasn't going to do this, but uh, I think this, you know what? I think this is a, a good opportunity for this. I am holding in my in my hand right now the tail of a rattlesnake. I believe this is a diamondback rattler, a rattler, yeah, you know, diamondback rattlesnake from Texas, and it's got the rattle on it. And uh, hopefully, you've never heard this sound in person. But I can, I'm going to try to shake it right now in front of my microphone and let's see if you can hear this. Are you ready? This is a real rattlesnake rattle I have in my hand. And uh, I actually have two. Uh, I have another one from, I don't think this one's from Texas. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, good lord. This box has two rattlesnake rattles in it. Let's see how they sound. Here's the first one in the second box. And the second one in the second box. But these are harder to rattle because they're just actually the rattlers. And the first one was the tail attached to the rattler, and it's a much bigger snake. So, okay, the reason I thought to to um, give you that sound is because this goes to show that, like, this is not a word. That's, that's a vibration. But when you hear that vibration, uh, when, when you experience that vibration, you know, uh, get away, get away. It's so, uh, something is warning me something bad is happening here. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of animals out there that uh, certainly do not speak English, that are very well aware of what that sound means. So the point is, uh, there are sounds uh, that are the product of vibrations that you're able to understand without having to sort of intellectualize it and, and reduce it into some kind of a clear language. I bet you that Almost everybody in the entire world, no matter where that person is from, what language that person speaks, would hear that sound and be like, oh, uh, I think we need to go in the other direction right now. That, that That's, to me, just a very uh, basic example of the power of sounds that don't necessarily represent accepted words in a particular language. This is sort of what magical words are about, um, in, in my opinion. So they, they mean different things to different people and in different cultures and different kinds of animals. But um, there's there's something about the way something sounds that represents a certain vibration that you can kind of intuitively mm, appreciate. I'm trying to set the stage here for where we're going because I have what I believe may be a, an experiment here that we can all do together. I am going in this podcast to give you a new magical word. And we as an audience are going to start using this word to see if uh, it does anything in our lives. All right. Before I get to that, though, let's you know, let's uh, cover our bases here. So if you if you go to the almighty Wikipedia and you look up magic word, it says magic words are often nonsense phrases used in fantasy fiction or by stage magicians. Frequently, such words are presented as part of being a, a divine, uh, acad uh, a divine Adamic. Oh boy. Now I got to look up. What is a damn it? I thought it said academic. Uh, okay. Well, that's, uh, it says a language spoke, uh, spoken by Adam in the garden of Eden. Hmm, maybe I'll, <laughs> I might have to do a whole other show on that anyway. Uh, or other secret or empowered language. Uh, 
Certain comic book heroes use magic words to activate their powers. Magic words are also used as Easter eggs or cheats in computer games. All right. And right off the bat, when it comes to magic words, I guess like the granddaddy here is abracadabra. And, I, you know, I think I should point out before I continue, uh, I believe you can also see the relationship between um, these magic words and the the idea of like cymatics, which I have turned into parasymatics, the idea that when there's an actual vibration that uh that vibration is connected to a sound. So if you have, you know, there may be a vibration that we hear as a sound. And then you can express that physically through particles of sand or a body of water. And you can see form evolve from that. And then there's this whole thing that I talked about in episode 70 of this podcast uh, called onomatopoeia. And that is this whole concept, this universal concept that we have certain words that represent um, things that we all understand. Like a cat goes meow, pig goes oink, a bird goes chirp, or something explodes and goes boom, or you know something falls and goes splat. Uh, that's called onomatopoeia when we we try to. Um, take the the vibration that something creates that we perceive as a sound and then turn it into a word to express it. It's a lot like what happens in comic books when <laughs> or, you know, the old Batman show where you boom, pow, clang. <sighs> this is leading somewhere, I promise you. But uh, first off, uh, we're up on a break here. I want to let you know that, you know, I'm always telling people to go to my uh, website, joshuapwarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. But the Internet, the, the cyber world is an ever-changing landscape. And some people contact me and they say, you know what? I am not getting your uh, e-newsletter. And we're always working on that because different uh, servers are changing the rules on things, especially a lot of people who have a Yahoo account say it's not showing up. And it's not just going to spam, it's not showing up. So if you want to subscribe to my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com, um, I recommend if you have more than one email address, just go in there and subscribe with the other email address because you should be getting something from me at least once a week and if you're not then maybe your email server is blocking you so go to joshuapwarren.com on the homepage there you can uh, put your email address into the newsletter bank hit the submit button you'll get some freebies and that way whether you have one or two emails registered, you'll know that you are getting my messages. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash strange things. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Abracadabra. Abracadabra, what does that mean? Well, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I was reading magic books and they made a big deal out of abracadabra. It is a magical word historically used as an incantation on amulets. And uh, when it comes to the etymology, that is, you know, the, the word origin, it says that abracadabra is of unknown origin. But according to the Oxford English Dictionary, its first known occurrence is in the second century uh, works of Serenus Samanicus. Okay, Serenus Samanicus. You you know Serenus Samanicus, right? Who doesn't? Well, I didn't. So here is who uh, he, he was. Uh, died in the year two twelve. Um. He was a Roman savant and tutor. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he, he was a, a, a very popular, smart guy back in the day. And it says here that the uh, first known mention of the word abracadabra was in this book that he wrote. And uh, he was functioning at that time as a physician to the Roman emperor Caracalla. And he said in chapter 52 that malaria sufferers should wear an amulet containing this word abracadabra in the form of a triangle and that when you do this, it makes lethal diseases go away. So here is what that means. So 
Try to imagine this, or you can look it up. Uh, the word abracadabra is spelled A-B-R-A-C-A-D-A-B-R-A. So imagine you see that word written in front of you. And then on the line below it, you see it written again, except this time it's missing the last letter. And then the line below it is missing the last letter from the line above it. And this keeps going on until finally, you know, you end up with like A, B, R, A, and then A, B, R, and then A, B, and then A. So at the top, you have the word abracadabra, and then it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter until finally it ends with the word A. And so it looks like a triangle that's pointing downward. And so uh, apparently nobody knows the origin of that actual word to begin with, but the idea is that if you take this, um, the, well, you, if you take these letters and you fashion them in this manner and you wear it on an amulet, it's going to cure you uh, of things. And there are all these, uh, you know, references, um, talking about like supposedly Daniel Defoe wrote about, it uh, warding off sickness during the Great Plague of London. The religion of Thelema has has uh, a similar belief in this. Um, and that's, you know, Aleister Crowley stuff. And uh, it was used as a magical formula by the Gnostics in certain cases. So, look, I don't know. I've never done that. Uh, I've never actually going. Uh, I've never taken like the word abracadabra. And whittled it down like they're describing. And and if you can't imagine what I'm talking about right now, just like listening to this, just go to Wikipedia and look up Abracadabra and you'll see a picture of it. And But you know what? I'm going to try it. Uh, I am going to try wearing this. I bet you you can just jump online. I haven't done this. Uh, and I bet you can just find like uh, some pen- pendant somewhere that's, that's made uh, with the Abracadabra thing. But... When it, when it comes to this whole topic of like magical words, again, like the idea is there is something about transmitting vibrations and vibrations are the root of all, uh, well, reality, but especially physical reality. And it reminds me a lot of the conversation that I had with uh, Dell Allen Hoffman not too long ago on this show, where we were talking about, um, you know, toning. And I've told you before that, you know, people talk about like uh, a, a magical book of spells being called a grimoire. And that word comes from the word grammar. So it's all about language being used. So, you know, when you have like, bibbity bobbity boo and alakazam and all this kind of stuff you wonder you know what is it doing to the mind in some cases it's it's freeing the mind it's distracting the mind from the critical self so it's it's taking you away from your logical thinking to open up the creative side and i i have looked at different letters in the whole English alphabet, and I have looked at them uh, as they appear and then, you know, phonetically. And uh, some words are composed with, well, let me put it this way. I guess I should say some letters have a certain energy attached to them that is magical, but it can be kind of good or bad. For example, my friend Darren Evans, he always talks about the letter Z and how that in many cases throughout history, the letter Z has been associated with something evil. And he said, he told me that um, a lot of ancient people said that when somebody died, you would look at the face of the corpse and the lips would draw back into this grimace as if it were pronouncing the letter Z or, you know, the sound Z like when you say Z do it right now. Like whatever you're doing, I don't care what you're doing. Do it right now out loud. Go Z. You see how your, your mouth uh, forms when you go Z 
it looks like apparently the grimace of a corpse. And so you have a lot of like uh, evil and deathly and morbid things associated with that, like Pazuzu, the, the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Or, um, yeah, of course, he talks about this uh, this demon named Zozo. Um, but Z is a weird word, but it's not always a, you know, not always a, an evil word, but people have been afraid of it and they've taken it that way. As a matter of fact, uh, Darren named uh, one of his sons Zach. And look at the word. I think one of the most powerful words you could do at the end of uh, of some kind of a spell, like if you just, you know, and, and I, you shouldn't do this because there's too much baggage attached to it. But if there were no baggage, it feels very satisfying to say Shazam. You know, it's got that Z right in the middle. Shazam! If if that were not associated with a comic book or a, or a cartoon or a movie or whatever, I mean, you would be like, ah, that sounds like the, an awesome magic word. Shazam! And, you know, H.P. Lovecraft, he was always trying to come up with words that he thought matched sort of uncomfortable uh, vibes that could be associated with... Uh, aliens and interdimensional beings like Cthulhu. He liked to take, like he knew that from all, in, in our culture, you could take um, like two or three consonants and put them together and that would throw us off. So like Cthulhu, I believe is spelled like C-T-H. It's, it starts with like C-T-H. We're not used to that. Usually we have uh, a consonant and a vowel or a vowel and a consonant to, to start most words. So if you have CTH that you're like, Oh, this sounds to like a to something from a different world, right? Cthulhu, you know, it sounds alien. So here, here's, here's what I did. Okay. Um, I took all this information, all this stuff I've been thinking about. And I said, you know what? Let me see if I can come up with a new magical word. And at first I thought, well, maybe it should be simple. And then I thought, well, maybe it should, should be complex. <laughs> and then I thought, well, uh, it, it, it somehow it should be easy to remember. There should be some kind of, I don't know, alliteration there. Pa -pa 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 -pa. Um, and I sat around and I studied and I just, I couldn't quite come up with with anything that sounded magical. And so I put the request out there to the to the universe. I I asked the spirits. I said, "Give me some inspiration here. Have an angel whisper a new magical word in my ear." And about an hour ago, I got this word. And I don't think it's a great word, but I think it's a starting point. This word may suck, okay? But I figure we're going to do an, an experiment here, a mass experiment, and we're going to try it out. When we come back, I'm going to give you this new magical word. And we are going to start using it. And then we're going to see what does or does not happen. And from there, we will start refining this process until we work together to come up with the new Mac Daddy magical word. This is one of the fun things about having a podcast that people listen to all over the world. You can do crazy experiments like this. I'll tell you the word when we come back. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. She's a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. And I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I kind of uh, broke some of my own rules here with this because I was thinking like, it should be simple and I should not have a connection to it. It It should almost be like nonsense. But then I kind of realized that ah, this is this is a harder mission than than you'd think. Just like come up with a magical word that doesn't have a connection to to you know anything that you know. It's it's almost impossible because you associate everything already. You know, human beings have been around for a long time and it's hard to be like, I have just manifested something brand new and original. So here's here's the plan. Okay, so I am I'm going to tell you this magical word and how we're going to experiment with it. All of us. But um, I I was going to do something simple like Shazam, but it turns out. We're going to start with a very complicated word, a word that has seven syllables. (laughs) And I bet if I ask you right now to tell me a word with seven syllables, you'd have to think about that for a while. But we're going to start here and we're going to see what happens. 
And then uh, eventually all of you will experiment and I'll get that feedback and we'll keep going and keep going. And one day we're going to come up with a new, super powerful magical word. And hopefully it'll only be like two syllables. But okay, are you ready? Here we go. You might want to take out a piece of paper and write this down. Uh, th this is going to scare the heck out of you as soon as you hear it. But then I'm going to spell it. Uh, or, uh, you know, I said a piece of paper, but uh, if you're able to take notes on your phone, fine. Okay, here, here we are. I'm just going to say it. Ajiatatazume. Ajiatatazume. Now, here is how that is spelled. A G. I A T A T O Z O O M A Y. So the idea is you finish doing, uh, your manifestation work and then you go, Ajia Tatazume. Or let's say that, uh, you're at a fancy restaurant. And the the chef or the bartender comes over and puts the finishing touch on the magnificent cocktail or dish. And you go, Ajiam, Ajia Tatazume. <laughs> now, you see, some of you are just going to be like, OK, I can't do this. I'm out. I'm out. That's OK. We're starting with the people who can participate at this level. OK. Ajia Tatazume. Now, let me explain to you how that inspiration came to me uh, earlier before I, you know, I was outside under the bright moon. And um, this is still what I'm about to tell you is still too literal for me, but I'm, I'm taking baby steps because this is hard. Uh, okay, so. I I started playing the piano when I was uh, a very young man, and one of my favorite pieces was the Moonlight Sonata. And the most challenging, and everybody knows the do 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 do, like the beginning where it's, where it's all slow. And but there's this section in the middle called the Presto Agitato, the Presto Agitato, where it's super fast and so difficult, like I can't even imagine being able to play that. And so the first part of this is agitato. This word is, uh, it's, it, it, it's not agitato or agitato. It's agitato. I've, I've mixed it up a little bit. Agitato. Agitato, which means agitation. Because when you're manifesting something, you're not happy with how things are. You're trying to agitate them you're trying to mix them up agitato and then zoom meaning like i'm shooting this thing out there and then a is just like that one final punch agitato zume agitato zume and there is a lot of italian inflection but that's okay who cares what you can't come up with the word that will not be interpreted a certain way. And, and let me just tell you, Beethoven, I believe, was a true wizard. You know, he was born in 1770. He died in 1827 when he was uh, 56 years old. Born in Bonn, died in Vienna. If you don't know much about him, uh, it doesn't hurt to watch the movie Immortal Beloved. That will give you, I mean, it's a very romanticized version of his life, but it's a great movie. And he was a man who was tortured, and yet he has become, well, immortal through his his talent to manipulate tones and vibrations. He He was a man who was a great composer who became deaf, yet achieved the impossible, creating powerful, world-famous music even after he was deaf. It's been almost 200 years since he died. He was 56 when he died, as I said. Around the age of 28, he started having uh, difficulty hearing, and he was stone deaf by age 44 or 45. 
And you've probably heard the uh, Ode to Joy uh, from Symphony Number no. 9 that he composed just a few years before he died. And, y- you know, it is said that uh, he had some kind of an abdominal ailment. Nobody's sh- sure what happened to him, uh, but he was suffering a lot before he died. And according to one of the witnesses there, they say he died about 5 p.m. and there was a flash of lightning and a clap of thunder. And then, quote, Beethoven opened his eyes, lifted his right hand and looked up for several seconds with his fists clenched. And then not another breath, not a heartbeat more, end quote. And then all these people came in and started like cutting the locks of his hair off. and all this. <laughs> So anyway, um, this guy was deaf, but he was still so in touch with music that he created the symphony number no. nine, which included the ode to joy, which is one of the greatest masterpieces of music in all of known human history and that shows you how in touch he was with this relationship between vibrations and music and just you know sounds and the whole thing we're talking about here so again this is a little bit too literal i'm still trying to separate myself from from the literal part of this but i really can't at this point and so therefore there you go. Um, I, 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 there's a, there's a bit of that in this word. Agia Tatozume. Try it out. Uh, anytime you need a little oomph, a little extra help, a little luck, a little something over the next for over the foreseeable future, just say it out loud. Agia Tatozume. Agia Tatozume. And let me know what happens. Anytime you need something to boost what's going on in your life. Agia Tatazume. We're going to start there with the experiment. And we're going to take it from there. And we're going to see what happens. Now. I'm sorry if that is disappointing to you. Because it's not, you know, like a super easy word. But I think you understand the point of the experiment. And now for something completely different. (laughs) I've had a really interesting evening. And that is because earlier today, earlier this evening, uh, here in Las Vegas, I, uh, I told Lauren before we went out to dinner that I wanted to go to this relatively new shop. I think they've been around about a year called Cemetery Pulp. And it's an oddity shop in Las Vegas. And they have like all the typical weird oddity stuff that oddity stores have. You know, things in jars and skulls and taxidermy and just, you know, morbid and all that, all that stuff I love. But they also combine it with like a comic book shop. So it's kind of like, uh, a freaks and geeks heaven there and so we went over there tonight and uh we were walking around and i wasn't i mean i have so much stuff it's just like i don't need to buy anything else i mean it takes a lot to impress me but they had this section with uh basically mystery boxes and uh, they call them box of weirdness so it's a it's it's a box they had one for $20 and then one for $70. And I'd never been there before. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll take one of these $20 mystery boxes, box of weirdness. And then I thought to myself, why don't I open this while I'm doing my podcast? And I have no idea what's going to be in here. If it's going to be like really cheesy or if it's going to be amazing. What are you going to get out of a $20 mystery box at an oddity shop in Las Vegas? Well, when we come back, you're going to hear live, so to speak, as I open this thing and tell you 
what is inside. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. She's the shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the Mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. Ajitatazume! Ajitatazume! How many of you are going to master that one for the experiment? Well, we'll see. <laughs> So, yes, I was at Cemetery Pulp, and I do not know the folks who own this place. They don't know me. I was just a stranger that walked in there with Lauren. I'm not being paid. Uh, there's, like, no relationship there whatsoever. And But I will tell you that the shop was really cool. Everybody was super nice. Uh, the only thing that I honestly didn't really care for was that um, they have a gigantic albino boa constrictor that um i guess one of the owners like took out of the case and was sort of sharing it around the shop with people and 
yeah, beautiful, magnificent, amazing creature. But I, I'm just not a big fan of snakes. And uh, at one point, I was uh, just like looking into a display case, and then I turn around, and there's this huge snake next to me. And uh, I, I maybe, I guess I'm just a pansy, uh, but I just don't care for <laughs> having a, a boa constrictor like that just kind of floating around the shop. And then there was a second boa constrictor in the back of the shop, but that one was in a case. And this is all despite the fact that I shook a rattlesnake rattler for you at the beginning of this podcast. But <laughs> so anyway, look, um, I'm telling you that because you're going to get an honest review of what's in this box. I have a, a ruler here. I measured it. It's a glossy black gift box. And it is six inches tall and, okay, about four inches wide. It's a really nice looking box. And uh, it's got a top that slips right off. And there's kind of a, like a broad black ribbon around it that has um, gold trim and these gold skull faces all over it. So I'm just going to, I think I can just slip this off. Yep. I didn't even have to untie it. And it says on the top box. Oh, weirdness, uh, really cool looking sticker. So, okay. I know my time here is limited in the show. I am opening it now. I've never done this before. The first thing I see is black tissue paper. So I'm going to, okay. So I'm getting this whiff of like I don't know, kind of like a patchouli kind of kind of smell. And the very first thing that I see, okay, so I'm looking in here right now, and there's actually a bunch of stuff in this $20 box. Uh, the first thing I see is a big bone. So I'm going to take this out, and this, uh, okay, so this bone, oh, where'd my ruler go? This looks like a jawbone of some kind about seven inches long and it's got a bunch of spaces for teeth one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen like fifteen i don't know i have no idea it's uh it's bleached and i get kind of a fishy vibe off of it like this might be part of a fish jaw it's got some little like pores in it Already, this is this is looking really cool. I mean, like for twenty bucks, yeah, this is awesome. I I have no idea what this is, but I have a jaw of some kind of creature here, and this is cool enough that I will display this. Okay, next thing in the mystery box of weirdness from Cemetery Pulp. Let's see. Uh oh, okay. This is huh. I've never seen this before. A it's a pencil, but it's called a plantable pencil. So this is like a very, very thin pencil. And uh, it's got the little green recycle emblem on it. And on one end, I can see the lead because it has not been sharpened. On the other end, there's like a little plastic bubble with... So I guess it, it looks like it says sesame. So I guess there's sesame seeds in here. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So I guess what you would do is use this pencil all the way down to until you get to the sesame seeds and then you just throw it out in the uh, in the yard and maybe you'll grow some some more sesame seeds. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, we have here. Oh, here is a pin. Oh, this is cool. It's like, you know, it's a metal pin. I guess it's in a bla in a, a plastic bag, so I'm not sure it's metal, and I don't have time to open it here. It might be. I think it's metal. Yeah, I, I'm, it, it looks like a metal pin, and it's a black cat with a white skull on top of it. All right, cool. All right, next we have, oh, here is a bracelet in a little baggie. And this bracelet looks like... Um, I don't know if it is hematite, but it kind of looks like that. It's like a bunch of little uh, dark silver beads, and like I say, I don't I don't know exactly what it's made out of, but it's 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 got some weight to it, so that's really nice. I think Lauren might like that. All right, cool little bracelet there. 
Uh, next we have a little box inside. What is this? Okay, so this is a box that is um, kind of like a, a box of matches. And there is a picture of a man on the front. And it says, K.N. Satyam Seti. And uh, there there is some writing on here I don't recognize. Uh, okay. I think this is incense. Let's see. I gotta cut it open here. Got a, got a knife here. Ah, come on. Yeah, I, it definitely smells like incense. Um, and I think it's gonna be. Oh God. See, this is, you know, people usually do these kinds of things like on YouTube or whatever, but I'm the idiot who's doing it on, uh, on, a, on a podcast. Yep. Uh, this is a little box that has those kind of little cone shaped, uh, incense things. So I guess that, that's what I was smelling when I said I smelled something that was similar to patchouli. I'm not a big fan of that smell, by the way. Uh, okay, next we have here a sucker. Oh, man. Okay, so this sucker, uh, this is a sucker that has like a, it's a chocolate sucker on a stick. And <laughs> the the chocolate is shaped like, um, um, hmm, how, do, how do I phrase this? it's it's well i couldn't put it on tv and uh it's 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 kind of let me put it this way it looks like a man's best friend Uh, that that sounded stupid also all right um what do we have next there's like three more things in here the next thing we have is a stone of some kind all right let me look at this under my light and this Hmm. I don't know exactly what this stone is uh, off the top of my head. It kind of looks like a piece of flint or something like that, but it, it, it is striated. It has uh, um, it's, it has actually kind of a pinkish color, and then there is sort of a gray stripe that runs around the middle of it. So I'm just not sure off the top of my head what that is. But imagine like a little chunk of flint that looks like that. Okay, and next thing is a really cool die. You know, you always hear of dice. Well, if you only have one, that's a die. So we have a die here, which is, you know, what people would use for role-playing games. And let's see how many sides does it have. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so it's got ten faces on it. That's going to be really helpful for me. Because I'm always doing, you know, like experiments and stuff with uh, gambling. And the last thing I thought I knew what this was. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the last thing I have here is, oh, it's about uh, four inches long. This is a bone. And this is, a, it's a very skinny arced bone. And it's the kind of bone that... uh certain male animals have um in 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 their most precious places i guess i think you know what i'm talking about i I know some people use them as toothpicks well that was pretty cool for 20 bucks i'm impressed all right there you go mystery box the clock has got us here it is the good fortune tom That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift 
and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at joshuapwarren.com i have a fun one lined up for you next time i promise so please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule thank you for listening thank you for your interest and support thank you for staying curious and i will talk to you again soon you've been listening to strange things on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.